Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, where each week, Dr. Frank Domino, along with his guests, translates today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. Now, broadcasting from the University of Massachusetts Medical School in Worcester, Mass., your host, Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health, and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. Heather is a 23-year-old woman who presents today with the complaints of pain with urination. She admits to having frequency and urgency starting just yesterday. She wonders whether this is a UTI, as her friends have suggested. She has never had a UTI before and never wants one again. She states it's very uncomfortable when she has to go to the bathroom. She's tried increasing her fluids, and one friend suggested drinking cranberry juice, but symptoms have not improved. She is hoping to get better quickly. Hi, this is Frank Domino, family physician and professor at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. And joining me today is Dr. Jill Terrian, associate professor and director of the nurse practitioner program at the University of Massachusetts Medical School Graduate School of Nursing. Hi, Jill. Hi, Frank. Thanks for coming to talk today about UTIs. So, um, Heather sounds like she's in a bit of a fix. What new data can we offer her in the way of treatment? So Frank, we're going to look um, today at a recent study that came out that was actually done, um, it was multinational, and it was an open-label randomized clinical trial, and it looked at two agents that we commonly use in the United States, um, phosphomycin and nitrofurantoin. And it was uh, a trial that uh, actually accrued about 500 women, 50-50 in each arm, and they were, much like Heather, they were healthy. Um, they had uncomplicated urinary tract infection symptoms, which Heather is describing. Of course, we would be asking her a few more questions. And what they did is they either randomized them to one treatment, which was nitrofurantoin, 100 milligrams, three times a day for five days, and the other arm was phosphomycin, three grams, it was a single dose. And then what they did is they were looking at two outcomes. The primary outcome was um, that they had a clinical response in the 28 days if they completed all their therapy. Um, they looked for failure, meaning that they didn't have resolution in their symptoms, maybe had to switch to another, um, another agent. Um, or they also, you know, indeterminate. They had persistent symptoms or they possibly might have been lost to follow-up. And they also had a secondary outcome, and that was looking at the bacteriologic response and any incidence of adverse events from the two drugs they were looking at. So what ended up happening is that in the end, um, they checked uh, urine cultures at 14 days after the start of therapy and 28 days after therapy. And what they found was in the nitrofurantoin arm that it was superior, um, it was significant, um, than the phosphomycin arm. But there's a couple of things I want to caution about is that the nitrofurantoin dose was 100 milligrams three times a day, um, and it was for five days, whereas the standard uh, IDSA guidelines in the U.S. are 100 milligrams twice a day of the short-acting nitrofurantoin for five days. There's one other thing I want to also add about this, is they think that there may have been a little bit of bias introduced into the study because you have, it was not blinded. So everybody, the patients were taking, you know, this regimen that was, you know, multi-times a day for five days, where the other arm was just taking one single dose, and that might have introduced bias. 
Okay, so that is very interesting that um, using this unique dose of this commonly used, very inexpensive medicine was superior to something that was considerably stronger, but maybe a bit more convenient. Um, when you approach UTIs, do you see people and do you treat them over the phone or how do you decide who gets what or who's complicated and who isn't? That was a lot of questions all at once, Frank. So let me, um, let me tease them out. So when I see a patient like Heather, which is very common in my practice, um, I'm looking for what are the symptoms. So uncomplicated, she's got you know painful urination, she might have some suprapubic tenderness, um, and she's got some frequency. What she should not have is, you know, flank pain, uh, a fever over 100, um, and, you know, other symptoms that would say she's really much sicker than an uncomplicated UTI, or maybe it's something else. The other thing who I would consider on the complicated side of UTIs mm -hmm. in women would be somebody that might have a structural abnormality or have had a recent procedure done in the urological system. Um, possibly um, a diabetes history and then you know always looking at people under the age of 18 and then your older population which you can define you know how you like it's usually 65 and older typically okay so you, you've helped us figure out that a treatment regimen of nitrofurantin 100 milligrams three times a day for five days is superior to this large dose of the phosphomycin um, what about some of the older agents we used to use, um, ciprofloxacin or other fluoroquinolones? Any thoughts there? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, in, in preparing for this, you know, I looked at a couple of different evidence-based guidelines, one being the IDSA and the other being a trial done by, um, oh, a systematic review and collection of data by Gregorian. What was found is that what they recommended in the end was Basically, nitrofurantoin, trimethoprim, or phosphomycin are probably your top agents. Uh, you could pick one of the, the above um, in an uncomplicated UTI situation. Nitrofurantoin has minimal resistance. That's what makes it very popular. The trimethoprim, they recommend not using that when you have uh, a greater than 20% resistance in your, in your area. And we maybe have a minute to talk about antibiograms at the end. And phosphomycin, another great choice, um, and it, but where it is available, sometimes it's not readily available. So that's one thing to consider. The other thing I want to mention that comes into play with this study is what kind of side effect profile. And there's minimal GI symptoms that went along with both, um, with all of these drugs. The last thing I'll say is you asked about fluoroquinolones, and I think there was a time when we were very um, quick to use uh, a fluoroquinolone in an uncomplicated UTI. And what we know now is that we reserve these for more complicated UTIs, and we also, um, you know, with more complicated, we reserve them for more complicated UTIs or if it has um, an area of resistance, or if the patient cannot tolerate the other you know, the other agents we talked about. Okay, um, one quick question. You mentioned trimethoprim. Do you mean to use it alone or with sulfamethoxazole? With sulfamethoxazole. Okay, and, and that's typically dosed twice a day for, for three days. Now, you, you also mentioned resistance patterns. How would I find out what my local resistance patterns are? So, 
interesting. Um, I know that we're here in Massachusetts, but our listeners could be all around the globe. So what we do here is um, we can go on to our uh, state government website and we can plug in antibiogram. It comes up with a Google map that has a little dot and you can move the dot and it gives you a 50 mile radius of, you know, the pathogens in your area that have, you know, resistance and it, it numbers them. So like VRE, um, I saw is like in our area, 9%. So, wow. yes, um, and then MRSA was 28%. Mm-hmm. So um, you can get, you know, they have pie charts and they give you as much information as you really want to know. But another, another thing to do is you could call your local health department. You could call the local uh, largest hospital near you because these are all data that have to be kept and reported. Well, that's great. Well, Jill, thank you very much. I, I'll consider changing my dose of nitrofurantin again and... Um, and be a little bit less aggressive with fluoroquinolones. Any final thoughts about STIs and that sort of thing? Sure, and I just want to kind of bring it back to our patient, Heather. Um, You know, she's 23. Um, You know, I'd want to know if I'm going to be treating her over the phone, which actually the guidelines talk about that, that it's very appropriate in an uncomplicated um, UTI that you could treat a patient over the phone. Um, But things you want to consider, is Heather sexually active? Is she using, um, you know, protection, a barrier method, even if she's on the pill to prevent pregnancy, is she using a barrier method? Is she, does she have a single partner? Does she have a new relationship? Um, So, you know, these are the things you want to know. The other thing is, at age 23, we want to be able to provide her with some anticipatory guidance. She asked an interesting question. She never wants to have one of these UTIs again. So here we are. This is a chance for education, and this can be something that can, you know, be lifelong for her. So we don't want her to have this again, so what can she do? Make sure she has adequate fluids, she can void before and after intercourse. Um, and then she's got the cranberry juice that she'd really like to, you know, have cranberry juice rather than an antibiotic. The bottom line is there haven't been enough studies done to say whether there is, you know, usefulness in using cranberry juice alone to treat an uncomplicated UTI. So if it made her feel better, absolutely you could have her take it makes the urine a little more acid um, and maybe can decrease her symptoms but we also have other agents that we can give her immediate relief well Jill thanks so much for bringing uh, Heather's case to us and this new approach toward treating uncomplicated UTIs thank you Frank practice pointer consider not using a fluoroquinolone and using nitrofoantin in the treatment of uncomplicated urinary tract infections. Join us next time when we discuss using Tai Chi to treat fibromyalgia. And visit us at primed.com to stay current on many primary care topics. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by Primed. For more information about the article referenced in today's episode, look under the resources section of the episode landing page. Need help reaching your CME credit goal this year? If so, please browse the more than 300 free CME accredited activities now available on primed.com. Thank you again for listening.